death metal tambourine at the end of that intro, Nick. I love it. Brendan Sloan's finest work exactly. right there. It really is. Exactly. Really and then is. And next week he's going to be what, death metal xylophone? I think I think, I think think there might be an oboe solo. An oboe? Yeah, yeah. A, a metalcore oboe solo. Nice one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't wait for that. Musician. It's a very talented He is musician. incredibly talented. Yeah, he really is. Probably hate hearing us talk about him like this. Yes, yes. I imagine he will. He really would. Yes, and oh. he'll do something to us later. So, on, Brendan, I if, so Brendan, if you're listening, we love you. <laughs> He's going to hate this so much. A bit. A bit. <laughs> a bit. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah, all right. You're all right. You'll do. You'll do. Yeah. Don't worry about it. But anyway, enough about Brendan. Let's start, let's start talking about why we're actually here, Nick. It's lovely to see you again. It's always nice to see you, sir. Yeah. Um, you're wearing a bit, so like a gilet. Correct. Are you warm? Are you, is it, are you warm? I am. Why are you I'm wearing not, a gilet then? No, no, no. Because I'm wearing a gilet, oh, I'm okay. warm. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I didn't live in Scotland for 10 years, Nick. I don't uh, have well, the tolerance to the cold. you to blame them, really, Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. But, you know, I, I, the, the reason I'm wearing a gilet is because, well, a, it stops me from, it's almost like an external girdle. It stops wow, the stomach get from one. going out too far. <laughs> I should get. I should probably get two. No, no, no. But haven't you noticed that there is actually like a the the minute you turn forty as a man in Australia, all of a sudden you get a salt and pepper beard and a chalet. It's basically well, the rule. Well, I can't grow a beard. Yeah. And I actually did turn forty. Forty one. I turned forty one here. You turned forty one here. Yeah, I turned forty in Scotland, but forty one here. Okay. okay. I think that's right. Well, then you should. My memory's terrible because I'm. Then you, in my forties, absolutely need you to get yourself a gilet. Okay. The fact that you haven't got one means that you're not actually a real forty-year-old. Oh really? Well, not brilliant. I'm, qu- I'm quite happy with that. Yeah. Well, what not does it make me anyway? Okay, fair enough. Mm, mm. Well, haven't you seen like they're like they're everywhere? Yeah, I was expecting when I moved here. I was expecting more mullets, but you know what? Thankfully, mm. they're not the only, really... only the only mullets really around these days are on the Coorong. Really? Yeah, yeah, they come out of the water I de- on fishing lines. Oh, I see. You were <laughs> like making a actual joke. actual mullets. <laughs> I do see them sometimes, uh, just walking along Rundle Street. Oh, look, there is still... On, on the young'uns sometimes. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, it's yeah. like, look, what there is still, are you doing? There is still a definitely a niche. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely you know a niche. Yeah. A niche. Well, that's what we'll call it. Okay. Yeah. If we must. It's a nice way of putting it. Okay, it is yeah, nice. Yes. Yeah. So maybe I shouldn't be so judgmental. Exactly. As someone with very little hair. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're uh, not you're, there's not very much hair in this studio, no, really, let's face no, it. There really isn't. So we can't shouldn't yeah, be except, talking except about except it. Except for the Yeti over here got, on the dial. I saw Tim turned around like <laughs> <laughs> he's, Mr. Harry. Tim turned around and just looked at us with his full head of hair and just go, Well speak for yourself, man. <laughs> full head of hair, beard, hairy back. The yeah, whole thing, yeah. yeah. Really, we've actually—he is actually a chimpanzee <laughs> that we've shaved down and taught to speak. <laughs> <laughs> He's not trained very well, though. He keeps on knocking his wine over. Well, there, yeah, exactly. Mm. <laughs> but man, what that guy can't do with a dial, I tell you. <laughs> wow, hey. <laughs> Yeah. Have you seen Left. things I haven't seen? Right. <laughs> it's like Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> dial up, dial down. Dial up, dial down. <laughs> level up, level down. It's amazing. That's <laughs> what he's just. No, he's, he's stopped recording now. I mean, he's, he's just, I'm not recording this. I'm not recording this abuse anymore. <laughs> Why should I? Well, this is the thing with Tim is he actually doesn't mind a decent haranguing. 
No, he can give it as well as... He, yeah, he really does. That's the thing it. that the audience doesn't hear is him giving it back to us off mic. Yes. And, oh, believe me, people, he oh, wow. does. Good. He really, really we couldn't, does. There's no way we could broadcast it's that It's why we know to not touch anything. <laughs> Don't touch the microphone. Whatever you do. I'll break your fingers. Touch nothing. <laughs> We've both had the death stare. We have. On more than one occasion. We have. No, but it's look, fair enough. I think this is actually a really, really apt wine that we're heading into right now because as a society and as a, as a world, we are heading into a new era. Yes. And how appropriate that we would feature new era well, wine. That was... With Did you come up with that earlier? Or no, that, so you no just I just came read that, that off your notes and oh, you read out it came. Oh, you my notes, my note. Yeah, I well, always you read notes. your notes. I know you do. You must do. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't make my own. I have a big own. page of notes here. Like I just I'm, read yours upside down. Yeah, you've, you've gotten good at that, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I specialised that for years, <laughs> long before you came along. I'm sure you did. <laughs> yeah, uh, we've got, yeah, it's New, new Era um, 2018 Turiga Nacional. Turiga Nacional. Which is from Langhorn Creek, and it's not a white, uh, not a, a, a grape that I don't, I think I've had it before. I mean, I visited Portugal a few times, mm. but I wasn't really into wine then. Yeah, so yeah. I, maybe I did have it. It's it's not one that I'm too familiar with. I've heard mm. of it in blends and so on, but I've never actually heard it as a standalone varietal. Well, it's actually a, a lot of port is, is made with Turiga in oh, Portugal. Oh, yeah. And something like 90, 98% of all of Turiga is grown in Portugal. Well, there you There's go. There's very, very little elsewhere. Wow, well, I only, feel smarter. Yeah. <laughs> I feel much smarter. Well, uh, yeah, apparently so. And there's only like a okay. hundred acres of it in the States. Really? There's hardly any outside of Portugal. So oh we are goodness. very, very lucky to we, be drinking we something. We really, really are. And we're equally as lucky because New Era, as we know, was one, mm. of the, um, one of the wineries that was incredibly devastated by the bushfires back yeah, in December and January, the Cumberland Creek fires. So we'll, um, we'll, 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 we won't dwell on that with Ian when he gets here, but no. I'm sure we will, co- we, will, we will cover that. Yeah, they were very, very... They were, <laughs> I mean, the, one of the worst, worst affected. They were one of the worst affected, unfortunately. Yeah, and lot, um, yeah. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to hearing Ian's recovery story and where they're actually headed now because they've yeah, got some great momentum back behind them. And the, the, this is an award-winning wine. The, um, yeah. the, the, the Shiraz is an award-winning wine, so they have some fantastic runs on the board. Mm. And it is absolutely great that we, we, we're actually seeing... Re- renewal out of all of these new yeah. spaces um and not only that but the, the way the community came together i know a lot of mm. people got fruit from other wineries yeah. just so they could get a vintage down yeah, it was a joint really effort. really looking forward to hearing from me and what 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 actually came of that well i mean i mean this is a this wine is in the the hot 100 wines for 2019 and Which you is know, as bloody no well it should be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if, it, absolutely. if it wasn't, there'd be something wrong with yeah. that judging panel. Yeah, it really, it really would be. We'd <clears> have, <throat> to have, have to have a word to Reggie and the guys um, yeah. because that wouldn't be okay. No, it wouldn't. But is... my, my goodness, the fact, I mean, it earns its stripes. Yeah. But I don't even really know what to say about it as far as describing it because it's so different to anything else I've actually tried. Yeah. Um, I mean... It's big and bold. It's juicy. I, I, it's broad. Yeah, it is. It's very, very broad. It is. Um, but it like a lot of wines rely on tannin to pull that breadth back in, mm-hmm. and because there is such soft tannic structure to this, that breadth carries all the way through. Yeah, there's, there's the tannin's hardly hardly there really. Exactly. Which exactly. is not a bad thing. It, it just it makes it juicy mm-hmm. and succulent, succulent and yummy. Yep. There's berries and black currants and. But spices and do, do you watch MasterChef? 
Um, I used to watch the UK one. Okay. Um, and I have seen the, the Australian one as well. Have you heard of this wonderful thing called umami? Yes. Because to me, that is a glass full of umami. And the reason I use MasterChef mm. is because it's the way most people have ever heard of yeah, umami, yeah, yeah, I've heard of umami. as the, the fifth flavor. Yeah. But umami is just that lip-smacking deliciousness. Mm. And I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's kind of – umami is more of an effect than it is a flavor. It's a that yeah. thing that happens when you have something that's genuinely delicious. And this is all that. It is. It's beautiful. Yeah. It really it is. Really I mean, is. Really deep dark color to it as well. It's got some. Yeah. It's got some. It's almost plum, like like uh, plum see, skin on the. Yes. Give it a little sniff. I'm getting. There's violets on there. Oh. Isn't there? Yeah. There's lavender. violets and yeah. A little bit of lavender. Yeah. And it's bramble. A bit of bramble. Bill Bramble. I remember you talking about Bramble, Bramble and me going, before. I don't know what you're talking I don't know about. What it is. And yeah. and from that I've, I've yeah, it's I now I now get it. Yeah, but and it's got and it's got some kind of on the yeah, in the mouth as well. It's got the kind of violets are there and the the, the dark berries, maybe a little bit of nutmeg or something like that. It's it's really just Cumberland a, sauce. Hmm. Cumberland sauce. Do you remember, like, with the old comfy duck leg with Cumberland sauce, and it was okay. just the the it, 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 which is basically uh, it's it's super stewed down mm. spiced cabbage that's been wound with black currant jelly. Okay, I don't. Know. I've never heard of that. It, it's freaking wonderful. It sounds but, good. But imagine that with this <laughs> and duck. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Absolutely lovely. Yeah, I, I could, I could really, really, I could really go some of that right about yeah. now. That would be yummy. Yeah, Tim, um, just, just whip us up some duck, will you? Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool. I was thinking maybe you could have a oxtail stew or something with this. Yeah, or, it it lends itself to slow cooking yeah, braises really and those does. like those things that have got real depth to their. I was thinking cassoulet with like sausage beans exactly. and lardons and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. It just all the things that have layers and layers of layers flavor. Of because, flavor. Because this kind of like acts like a little cascade over all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's a nice yeah. way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a really just a beautiful wine. It's. So gorgeous to drink. Yeah, and I don't know about you. When I tried this, I tried this on Friday night, and it's now Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And I had to slow down drinking it. Oh, really? Because I only had the one bottle of it, and I didn't <laughs> want it to end. Mm. And I, yeah. I do that quite a lot with food, and I struggle because with food that I genuinely love, I don't want to eat it too quickly, but I don't want to eat it cold either. Yeah, of course. So it's like that. I want to eat it, but I don't want it to be over, and that's how I felt with this. I really didn't want the bottle to be empty. I've got over half a bottle left at home. Well, you just the guy about town. <laughs> well, I'm Guess looking we forward to it. We're but... going after recording tonight, Tim. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, you've no idea. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's been open for well since last no, uh, yeah, last night. Yeah, last so night. it'll be oh yeah, good twenty four nice hours. Nice twenty four oh, hours. Yeah. There. It's going to be good. Well, this is good as it is. It, it it is one that I would if you've got it, reach for the decanter. Yes, um, yep. and and decant it to get some air on it, and give it give it fifteen twenty minutes yeah. of, of of exposure before you actually really get into it. Well, this had this had half an hour in the glass before we yep. started drinking it, and it, and it grows oh, so much. So it really does. It's really yummy. I'm a big, big fan. Now we've got um, we've got Ian coming in a little bit later on to talk talk to us about what's going on now with New Era Wine, yep. the Woodside Vineyards, which are the ones they lost. Yep. What's going on down at Langhorn Creek as well? There's lots and lots going on for New Era, so I'm actually really, really excited to talk to him. But in the meantime, I'm going to. 
turn the microphone off and sit down and enjoy the rest of this glass you before mate. I have to talk to Mine's anybody almost else. empty. Yeah. I just <laughs> couldn't help myself. I've got to stop talking and start <laughs> drinking, Nick. Yep. It's the way to do it. Fabulous. Until then... Well, if there isn't such a thing as an 11th hour change-up, hey, Nico? (laughs) Indeed, yes. (laughs) Indeed. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as you probably would realise, we we were about to introduce Ian Baxter, but um, I've got to tell you, Ian thought better of it tonight. He's with us. He's in the corner, but he's got a little bit of a sore throat. But he did bring his dad in, Mr. Bob Baxter, who is the founder of New Era Vineyards, from what I believe, and the head winemaker, the guru, the man in charge, and the chairman of the board. So basically, Ian um, dropped the wine off to me the other day and said, yeah, look, this will be absolutely fantastic, but Dad wants to come along. And I can understand why, when you've put all of that work in, the last thing you want is for your son to sweep in and steal all of your thunder. <laughs> so, Bob, welcome. It's absolutely wonderful to have you here. It's lovely having you here. Thank you. It really is. And congratulations on this, Tariga, because Nick and I have both said this is stunning, like nothing stunning we've ever tried before in our Beautiful lives. Beautiful wine. Please, please talk us through not only Tarega, but tell us the, the entire New Era story. I want to hear the lot. Sure. Um, we purchased the vineyard that was up in the Adelaide Hills just outside of Woodside in 2001. Mm-hmm. And that vineyard had been established in the 80s. And yep. that planted uh, at that time Chardonnay because Chardonnay was extremely popular. And the Hills does have a reputation for the production of white wines. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as Chardonnay, there was uh, Shiraz planted. Uh, the Hills isn't well known for Shiraz, but mm. there was a parcel of Shiraz grown there. Uh, there was Cabernet mm-hmm. and uh, and Merlot as well. Now, unfortunately, trying to sell Cabernet out of the hills isn't it's an, a hard sell, isn't, isn't it? an easy <laughs> yeah, task. No. Correct. Not when you're competing against Coonawarra and yep. and Latterley, uh, yeah. Margaret River, and the stunning mm. Cabernets from from those regions. And as you. You're probably well aware Merlot doesn't have a great reputation. No, we 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 dwelled on that with we, we had Cherry Stoneman here from Taylor's a while yes. back and actually featured the Taylor's Merlot and we yep. discussed the much the maligned mal- Merlot. maligned Merlot and it's really just sad that it, it was one movie that did the whole thing. Correct, you but know? but I think also the Australian industry hasn't helped itself with mm. Merlot. Okay. There are a lot of fairly ordinary. Quaffing Merlot's produced, mm-hmm. which has given the variety maybe a, a poor reputation mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there are some stunning Merlots that yes. can be produced in Australia yep. if they're grown in the right areas mm-hmm. with the right viticultural practices, if they're not overcropped, and if they're well made. There's some stunning Merlots mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming out of uh, some of these regions. Indeed. So it is unfortunate that it has that number. It's got to be one of my more popular varieties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Tarega, there's not a lot of it about. No, there, there certainly isn't. And I hadn't heard much about Tarega in Australia until I went o- overseas to uh, Spain and Portugal to have mm-hmm. a look around the, the wine regions there. And in Portugal, I was particularly interested in the uh, fortified production uh, in the Duro Valley, mm-hmm. which produces, uh, as we know, port wine. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's they do that extremely well. But the other thing that I found quite interesting was right through Portugal, there are a lot of good 
red table wines being produced from the grape variety that's used for port production, yeah. and that's the Tariga Nationale. Yeah. And I was quite impressed with this variety, and, and it started me thinking about, well, what's the potential in Australia for this variety? And I believe it has great potential. So we came back to Australia and we planted some in our vineyard, but in the meantime, we decided we'd source some fruit and and start producing uh, our own under our mm-hmm. own labels. So we started in uh, 2015 by buying some fruit out of uh, Langhorn Creek, mm-hmm. uh, making a small some small parcels of Tariga, mm-hmm. and have been producing um, uh, Langhorn Creek Tarigas uh, since that time. We uh, our fruit came into production in 2019 and uh, we produced our first uh, parcel of Tariga with our own fruit in, in uh, 2019. Unfortunately, that was destroyed uh, with the Cuddly Creek bushfire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we lost our vineyard, we lost a bottle wine stock and we yep. lost all of our stock and barrel. Mm-hmm. So uh, with 2019 was a... Was, was not a, a good year. It was a year to remember as yep. far as we're concerned. Yes, indeed. But we've been very impressed with the quality of Tariga that gets produced mm-hmm. in Australia mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, we've been very successful with the, uh, the wines that we've produced and it's the unique characters of this wine that impresses us particularly and the, the dichotomy that you get between the um, uh, bouquet, mm-hmm. which is that rose petal, fragrant character, mm-hmm. and then a more savoury um, uh, flavour profile coming through on the, on the palate. Mm-hmm. It makes a big wine. Mm. This is a food wine. Oh, it really Absolutely. is. Absolutely. I, I, I describe this wine in our introductions just very broad. Correct. Really, yes. really broad and with yep. very, very little tannic structure to it. And so therefore mm. it stayed broad all the way through. There was nothing to grip it or narrow it. Correct. And yes. it really, really did cascade over everything that we tried. Mm. Um, I think for, for mine, um, Tariga is one of those ones that, as you said, there's not a lot of it about. No. But my goodness, what have we been missing out on? I don't know. Because I... I wished that I've been drinking this all of my life. I mean, I think I, I think I said earlier that I, mm. I, perhaps I have drunk it. I've been to Portugal a few times, mm. and maybe I have had it, but I, I wasn't into wine back then. Yeah, but I saw something like ninety-eight percent of the Tariga grown in the world is in Portugal, obviously because they make great port out of it. Yes, um, so you're very clear on your website that you think this might be the best vintage for a decade. Why do you think? Why do you think that is? Two thousand eighteen was was you know from a climatic point of view from the weather through the ripening period was was fabulous you know it was cool i mean we we chose the adelaide hills when we were looking at purchasing a property uh because of its uh, climatic profile it's um we we were look we looked at mclaren vale we looked at uh, the bross and we looked at the adelaide hills and chose decided to um uh, set up in the Adelaide Hills because of the altitude and the cooler climate yeah. there. And and in, in hindsight, when you look at global warming, it's probably going to become even more important in, in the future. So the climate in the hills is conducive to the production of premium quality wines because what we're looking for is cool weather 
during the ripening period, particularly the, the last month of ripening. Yeah. We don't want intense heat. We want sunlight. Mm-hmm. We want fruit exposure. We want a nice slow ripening period. We're developing all the complex flavors mm-hmm. that occur mm-hmm. in those last uh, few weeks of ripening. 2018 was perfect. Yes. Probably the best since 2002, oh, although goodness. 2016 wasn't too bad. But okay. it was ideal ripening conditions yeah. up in the hills. Yes. That's fantastic. Now, do, is there oh, – because we've had other guests in here before um, that say that the variance between the overnight temperature and the daytime temperature mm. is actually crucial in that last stage of ripening as well. It, it certainly is. It's not unusual for us to get frosts, actually, yep. okay. in the later stage of ripening, particularly if if we're in uh, you know, late March, early April, these um, – the grapes usually, the red red grapes usually aren't picked till late March, mm-hmm. April. So we get quite cool overnight temperatures. So even if it is warm during the day, by 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the afternoon, everything mm-hmm. has started to cool down. Mm. Yeah. And that is extremely important. Yeah, the long shadows in the hills Correct. you get and the, those yes. beautiful cool breezes in the afternoon as well. Correct. Yeah. Yep. So you're very much talking about the winery now rather than the wine specifically. Very much a minimal intervention winery. Yes, correct. You're about sustainability, biodiversity. What do you believe that philosophy brings to your your wines? What we're looking for is complexity. Um, We don't want to move the wines. We'll we'll rack it once only because people don't want a lot of sludge in the bottom Mm -hmm. of the bottle. Uh, We'll use wild ferments for yeast and with this wine we split the batch into half we inoculated half with mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeast and we left the other half to just naturally ferment and what we get there is a lot more complexity we get the fragrant characters of the uh, uh, inoculated yeast that mm-hmm. we've added and we get those more um, earthy characters of the wild ferment mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. important to, yeah. uh, to us we don't want to handle it any more than we need to every time you handle or move a wine you lose something okay. of that wine. It's like turning a steak when you're cooking it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so we won't filter the wine. Mm-hmm. There's no need to filter it. We'll yep. let it settle and then rack it off yep. just prior to um, to bottling. So the less you handle it, the less you move it, the more you retain those characters that mm-hmm. you're looking for with these wines. Now this man knows what he's talking about because well, you're just drinking this wine, you know. Well, you can tell. Everything he's saying is Yeah, like, absolutely. We, we can yeah. tell. Tick, tick, <laughs> exactly. Tick, tick, yeah, absolutely. This is quality. Absolutely. I love this wine so it much. Really, yeah, both of us, um, as you know, we, we get the wine delivered a little bit before um, – and we both taste it independently before we come into the recording. And then we share our experiences. Mm-hmm. And both of us tasted this on the same day and went, Love. oh, my giddy Recently. aunt. Yeah. We, are, we are in some pretty esteemed company mm, here. It was really hard. Now, not that I want to dwell on what occurred in January of this year in, um, in the Adelaide Hills, but um, what we are looking forward to, and I know what our listeners are looking forward to, is what's happening next for New Era. Well, we're in the process of actually replanting. So yep. we've um, uh, been cutting out mm-hmm. the uh, the damaged vines. We've lost about 90% yeah. of those vines. Wow. So we've been able to source um, some uh, uh, Chardonnay, some uh, Shiraz, uh, Pinot Noir, mm-hmm. um, and a couple of other varieties. We're are you planting the same that you had well, in, or are some, you giving the opportunity uh, to diversify? We've, we've seen this as an opportunity to replant some areas with different varieties. So yeah. we'll reduce the amount of Shiraz we have. We're planning to um, 
plant um, some saparavi. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, a Eastern European variety. Mm-hmm. Okay. Makes intense, uh, full-bodied uh, wines. We believe it will um, uh, grow well. Uh, we're we're looking at planting some Pinot Meunier. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We think that will be of um, will will also be a good variety. Uh, uh, for the hills. We're going to plant some more Sangiovese. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had a small amount. We had planted a small amount. We're impressed with what we saw developing. So we think that also is a variety mm-hmm. that, uh, that will do well yeah. in the hills. So, yes, we are taking this opportunity to yep. relook at which are the best varieties for us for that uh, region. Yep. Fantastic. And what will we see a 2020 vintage from New Era? Did we get anything down this, this year? No, or? we got absolutely nothing. nothing. I, did, we, I wasn't too sure yes. where you went with that. Unfortunately, everything, everything, everything was went. burnt. Yeah. Um, we, we lost that. Mm-hmm. We have been able to source um, some wire, uh, grapes yep. out of the hills. Okay. We've been able to source some more Tariga mm-hmm. out of um, Langhorn Creek mm-hmm. and out of the southeast of uh, South Australia mm-hmm. we're able to uh, source some um, Pinot Grigio yep. and some Montepulciano yep. to replace the Montepulciano that we lost mm-hmm. of, of ours. So we've been able to source about uh, 15 tonne of grapes mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. this year and that's going through the winemaking process now yeah. and we'll be looking at bottling some rosé and um, the Pinot Gr- um, uh, Grigio, uh, the Grunewaldliner and uh, and some Shiraz in uh, in about a month's time in actual fact. Excellent. That's Excellent. That's wonderful, wonderful news. Yeah, mm. and, and inspirational as well considering that um, the, the total loss that you, you, you suffered, mm. the, the fact that not only are you replanting and re-establishing yourself but taking the lessons from the past and actually putting it into making the brand even stronger yeah. um, is, is a full credit to, to, to yourself and to, and to your family. Mm. Um, and an inspirational story. I'm sure there are plenty of people in similar situations that can take a look at what your era is doing and, and really feel like there's, a, there's being a flag planted in the sand there. Take heart. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, Absolutely. It's how you do it. Now, um, I had a really important question, but I've completely forgotten what it was, Nick. I have a question. Go on, <laughs> bravo! So it's a, it's a kind of it's a father son winemaking duo, correct combo. Um, so what's the dynamic? Because I mean, how do you agree on the best way forward when you're actually making the wine? Is there, is it combative or is it it's you know? There's a bit of everything. There are, <laughs> <laughs> there, are, okay. there are times when we do have differences of opinion. Um, okay. Pinot, Pinot Noir is a, is a very very good one. Okay. The this and when. When we're looking at style of Pinot, mm-hmm. um, I personally like the fuller styles, the more complex, the earthy, mm-hmm. uh, forest floor forest characters. Floor, got a bit of you, funk to them. Exactly. Yep. I like that style of mm. Pinot. Now, I'm, I'm fortunate that I don't have to go out to the retailers and to the wholesalers and to the public and and sell the wine. Yeah. Okay. Ian's the one that's doing that. Uh-huh. Now, so Ian is very attuned to what the the uh, the wine consumers mm-hmm. are seeking and what they're drinking, what they're okay. prepared to buy mm-hmm. and pay mm-hmm. for. And the style of wine that is very popular out there with Pinot is that uh, fragrant, strawberry, lifted fruit character, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which... You know, has certainly has a place because that's what's wanted by a lot of the public. Yeah, yeah. So, 
what we are doing with Pinot is we'll be producing two styles of Pinot. Mm. We'll pick some a little bit earlier and we will uh, it'll spend less time on skin so we'll get that more fragrant lifted style mm-hmm. of pinot yeah pa- some of the parcels will leave out there to ripen um, a little bit longer yeah. we'll leave a couple of the specific clones that we know give those earthy mm-hmm. funky mm-hmm. characters mm-hmm. and we'll use them for that style that produces the the biggest style of pinot yeah. Brilliant. So I suppose there's a way through the differences of opinion mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. there's we compromise. Have. Exactly. Yes. yes. That's good. Yes. Yeah. See Ian nodding sagely in the background. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I wanted to buy a bottle of New Era, which you do, mm-hmm. let's face it. Oh, I I don't want to buy a bottle. No, exactly. No, <laughs> no, a bottle doesn't go far enough. No. But where can where can our listeners find New Era? Um, if you go on to uh, uh, the uh, internet, and yep. so you go on to neweravineyards.com.au mm-hmm. and you can order online or yep. at some of the independent mm-hmm. uh, retailers around in Adelaide in particular. Oh, okay. So, yep, more yeah. of the... So, so it's those smaller independent retailers mm-hmm. or alternatively and probably the quickest way is to go online. Go online and, and go straight to the straight to the source. Straight to the source. Yes. The source. That's the way yep. to do it. Uh, now, Bob, we do do a, uh, a quick fire round of questions. I mm-hmm. hope you have prepared yourself and you're emotionally ready because they come at you fast. They really okay. do. Um, and we are pretty uncompromising with our demands on the answers. We require one. Um, we don't require that it be honest or fair. It just, yeah, we just need an silence. answer. No yeah. silence. Just an answer would be lovely. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think, Nick, you uh, you took the last one on. So yeah, is, on, is, is my turn it. for the quick yeah, fire? Go on, then. All right. Okay, Bob. Champing so have you got your crash helmet on? Ready to go. Ready to go. Okay. Red or white? Red. McLaren Vale, Barossa or Adelaide Hills? Uh, Adelaide Hills. That's has, a no-brainer, isn't it? has to be. That was a no-brainer I, I couldn't go home if I said anything <laughs> different. Uh, dessert wine or dessert? Dessert wine. Ooh, very, very, fair enough. Corks or caps? Capsule, most definitely. Caps, yep. Yeah. You know, I don't know. There are very few winemakers that will say otherwise. I think we've had one that said corks. Yeah, one. yeah. Yeah, true. That's it. Aperitif or digestive? Aperitif. Aperitif. Least favourite varietal? Sultana. There you go. I'm I'm showing my age. And favourite varietal? Sangiovese. Mm. Mm. Lovely. Yeah. One thing you love about your job? The product. The wine. The wine. One thing you would change about the wine industry? I think there's a need for the industry to be a little bit more innovative. And I think in that respect, with regards to varieties and clones, there's a lot more we can do in Australia in getting the right clones, the right varieties in the right areas. Okay. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's a great answer. And um, bucket list wine journey, where would you go if you had all the time and all the money in the world? In actual fact, my wife and I had planned in May, we'd already booked to go to fly into Venice and mm-hmm. go around the Trentino region, mm-hmm. up into Austria, mm-hmm. um, then go into the Czech Republic, um, Slovakia and Hungary, mm-hmm. and back down again. Wow. Unfortunately, that didn't no, happen. It all got cancelled. That, that all got postponed, <laughs> but, yes. But is that's, that's is the it next going to happen? That's uh, when, when things open up, that's where we're going to go. Well, I was book, going to say it it's, a, it's, yeah, it's exactly. a lucky thing that it did get cancelled because that sounds rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> it really does, doesn't it? it I awful. definitely wouldn't want to do it. it no, sounds terrible. No, goodness, no. 
Now, well, look, Bob, thank you so much for your time. And Ian, thank you so much for your time in the corner as well. Thank Sorry you. about the throat being a little bit scratchy back there. But uh, no, it's been wonderful to have you both on. And again, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much such a for good such a, a, a beautiful wine. And considering the circumstances of how much of this there is actually left, mm-hmm. um, we are so eternally grateful that you were happy to share some with us. I have half a bottle of Homer and I am going to... Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's but one of those when ones. When I get back that, home, it's yeah, no, I will, I will treasure for a, a, a long time to come. So thank you very, very much, gentlemen. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Cheers. Hunik My Wine has been brought to you by N Plus One and Associates, the Yes Chef Network, and Podcast Central, with theme music from Hannah Fairlam and Death Metal Tambourine by Brendan Sloan. Special thanks must go to the Doctor of the Dials, the Master of Bass, the Fifth Beetle himself. We'd call him Nick too if he'd let us. That's Tim Allen on the desk for Podcast Central. We'd also like to thank Mr. Ian Baxter from New Era Wines, who gave us one of the most sensational Taragas I've ever had in my life. Yeah, I don't too. know about you, no, Nick. Absolutely. It was something absolutely. else, that wasn't was wonderful it? Wonderful stuff. Yeah. Uh, we're on social media. Um, if you want uh, to know when our podcasts are being released, which wineries are on next, or just want to look at pretty pictures of food and wine. Indeed. Uh, on Instagram, our handle is Who Nick My Wine. On Facebook, uh, we are also Who Nick My Wine. We've got 350 followers on there at the moment. Jeez, that's all right. Oh, yeah, we want more. We yeah. want more if we can. Well, but we're not greedy, are we? We just want to get that's our. Uh, we just want to get the love of wine out there, really, isn't exactly, it? Exactly. That's yeah. what we're here for. Any wineries that are interested in joining us in the studio, please get in contact uh, through Facebook, Instagram, or our email, which is Who Nicks My Wine at gmail.com. So from all of us here at Podcast Central, New Era Wines and Who Nicked My Wine, we do ask you to please enjoy your wine responsibly and until next time, good night. Mm-hmm.